0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Port of Long Beach Chief Executive John Slangerup, as we continue our 23rd anniversary year. Straight
1: Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk
0: And now your host, Art Levine Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk We have a great show for you tonight Our guest for the entire show is the Chief Executive of the Port of Long Beach John Slangerup uh, Mr. President, Mr. Chief Executive, welcome Thank you, good to be here uh, let's talk about uh, the current state of, uh, of ports and trade. Uh, uh, we're in a new era of shipping, large, big ships. Big
2: ships are changing everything. They're creating a whole different set of, of business relationships, uh, uh, requiring a totally different set of technologies to, to deal with it, new systems, new approaches, uh, much larger facilities. Uh, so we are dealing with the uh, the reality of the big ships.
0: They are here now. And just to go through Big Ship 101, uh, shippers like big ships because of economic efficiencies. You can carry more containers, the, n- the number of crew doesn't vary that much, and, uh, and the cost becomes less the more you can pile on a ship. That's right. The economies of scale with these
2: large ships are really significant. Um, you know, shippers uh, uh, and operators throughout the supply chain are, are continually pressed uh, on a profitability basis. So efficiency means everything. And these large ships, uh, when I say large ships, we're talking
0: 14,000 TEU vessels. That's, that's 7,000 containers of the larger containers on one ship. That's right. With a crew of, what, 20 or 30? That's right. And, and so
2: when you have these large ships uh, with, with this tremendous capacity, we're seeing now in service 18,000 TUs. I mean, we have no doubt it'll go to 20 or 22,000 really? really? TUs. So it's a, it's a, it's a new era, uh, and, and that, those large ships, that technology is uh, driving a change in behavior because now competitors are banding together in alliances and forming alliances to fill those ships up because if they can combine forces and fill up a ship, of oh, two competing shipping companies or will three combine or, or six. to fill up
0: a ship and <laughs> they all
2: share in the benefits of the efficiencies. Exactly. So that's what these alliances are changing the face of the game. And uh, and as a result of these big ships they're changing the game of the entire process of of supply uh, of the supply chain.
0: And the larger ships require different shore facilities to accommodate the loading and unloading. That's right. Deeper water, taller
2: cranes, new systems, uh, the ability to move enormous amounts of discharged cargo uh, in the same amount of time. So you're seeing you know, twice as much cargo hitting the dock at any, any given moment wow. and, and the entire impact of that on the on the, uh, on the handling
0: side you of things. You have to get it off the docks. You have to get it Parker. off the docks and it's an enormous amount of volume given at any moment. You know, I saw a video once of the crane operators. Uh, they do, what, 20 or 30 moves an hour, uh, operating those, carrying those boxes. Incredible skilled persons. I know that they are very well compensated for that, but that's a that's a fine art to move those things safely and quickly.
2: It is, and and, and at our port, you know, we, we're the most efficient port in the United States, and, and uh, we have uh, crews that uh, have demonstrated 40 or 50 moves an hour. And so they're capable of doing that. Um, what we have to do is make sure all the systems are in place and, and all the equipment in place to allow them to maximize their efficiency. Because these big ships, the pressure on those crews, the
0: pressure on the, sure. on, on the labor sure. is enormous to move all that. So the ports of the world have to adjust to this new reality and those that don't will perhaps be left behind. Well, there's, you know, there's,
2: there's business um, that's going to go to all ports. I mean, the business is increasing. Volume is increasing. Not all of it's big ships. Certainly, uh, some of it's going to go to the smaller ports. Some of it's going to go to the new ports that are actually in making the investments in deeper water and taller cranes and, and, and faster, faster uh, throughput or velocity. Um, you know, Our job is to make sure that we stay out ahead of all that yes. with the biggest investments, and as you know, Uh, the Port of Long Beach is by far the largest investor
0: in uh, infrastructure development uh, among all the U.S. ports. Fantastic. And just for the record, uh, I think a lot of our regular viewers know this, but when you combine the ports of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach, I think we're the fifth or sixth largest in the world? Well, we're
2: we're, we're, not—we're among the top—well, yeah, if you combine the two together, we're probably among the top ten. Uh, we are um, together, by far and away, the largest port complex in the United, States. In the United we, States. We handle about 40% of the entire country's trade. 40% comes
0: through LA Long Beach. Yeah, it's about $350 billion a year. Yeah. And I remember some years ago when there was, uh, I guess, a lockout, work stop, but you got to be careful and the ships piled up in the harbor, that if, if that system stops working, uh, the backup is enormous and immediate. Well, and, and for any reason. It's
2: not just, uh, uh, you know, the labor relations that are critical. I mean, the entire system uh, is highly interdependent, and if anything gets out of whack, then, you know, the, the ripple effect or the domino effect on the entire operation is felt. We're experiencing that right now with the, the shortage of, of chassis. Chassis are the the, the trailers that these these uh, these containers sit on or are yes. moved on. And these chassis which connect to a, a, a truck or a, or, or a um, uh, anyway, to, to the trucking operation, it is incredibly important that we have enough chassis yes. available to handle these tremendous offloads at any given moment. Uh, right now we're, we have
0: a critical chassis shortage, and that's affecting our performance this peak season. And the obtaining of the chassis is the responsibility, I would imagine, not of the port, but of the tenants of the port that are...
2: Yeah, the the, the, the operators of the port terminals are dependent on owners uh, and service providers of these chassis. So yes. there's, you know, an, uh, in, in our case, in, in our port, there's about three... Uh, large uh, asset uh, owners that uh, operate these chassis, and they are they they've been operating independently but are now starting to come together to try to cooperate to allow more efficient uh, movement of of these chassis in and around the terminal. Um, our struggle is that um, there is not enough to cover peak demand, and so we're getting involved directly in making sure that peak volumes are covered with the chassis. Because that's a that's become a critical issue
0: this year, and, it, and we'll never allow that to happen in future years. Very good. Okay, well, we'll be continuing this great discussion after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs,
1: There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Does your career involve legal work, law enforcement, fraud investigation, or crime scene analysis? You can increase your skill level and enhance your career by enrolling in the Basic Applied Forensic Science and Crime Analysis Certificate Program. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional
0: Education at Cal State Long Beach. We're back with John Slangerup, the chief executive of the Port of Long Beach. John, let's talk about the capital construction projects you have at the port. Over $4 billion of stuff going in there, which is enormous. And, of course, the first is the uh, Gerald Desmond Bridge replacement. And I was at your ceremony uh, a while back. And uh, let's take a look at the rendering of this iconic bridge. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is going to be
2: a, a, an extraordinary um Infrastructure uh, addition to the to the skyline of the city. It's going to be not just iconic in its design, but it's going to be extraordinarily tall. These towers are over 500 feet tall. Wow! So they're taller than our Trade Center yeah. in the city. So it's going to be it's going to change the the entire and it'll be lit up at night beautifully. And yeah. uh, and, and it'll it'll change the entire look and feel of the city. Um, it is also uh, a design that is really the first in California, and the the uh, uh, and only one of a few built in the entire United States so it's going to be uh, a completely de- a complete departure from traditional bridge building and given that it's being built on an active oil field yeah with a, which is a, has a seismic Impact. And the challenges. I mean, the challenges have been enormous, and we've done a great job on it.
0: And fifteen percent of the country's commerce will be going across that bridge, that's so right. we have to be sure it's secure.
2: Yeah, that's right. And it's a and and it's a it's a great addition. I mean, it it increases uh, the capacity of the bridge by a
0: third. Yeah. So that's going to relieve some of the congestion that we've experienced in the past. And coupled with that, of course, is the development of Middle Harbor, which is basically creating a giant mega terminal. Yes. It is a, a, uh, an amazing terminal. There's se- several
2: things about the Middle Harbor that are noteworthy. First, it's the world's, world's first all-electric terminal, which effectively renders as a zero-emission terminal. It's all-electric, oh, that's right. and, uh, and this terminal is so large, if you put it in context, if it was a port, it would be the fourth largest port in the United States. Wow! So it's a very significant infrastructure. And this, this particular facility will increase our overall capacity for containers by about 20%.
0: And so it's a $4 billion-plus combined project which with thousands of jobs for several years. Yes. That's right. And these two projects alone
2: are about $2.5 billion. We have another billion dollars that we're uh, investing in uh, expanded rail. Yes. Um, you know, part of the uh, congestion... Uh, problem with all ports, but but particularly with ours, is the need for additional rail efficiency. So we're putting a billion dollars into expanded rail um, that will take our on-dock uh, handling of freight with the rail uh, cars from about 23, 24 percent to about 35 percent, and that will dramatically
0: reduce the number of trucks needed to go on the highways. Yeah, and uh, amen to that. We all would like to reduce the trucks on the 710 and elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk about competition for a moment. Panama Canal, we've all read about, is expanding their capacity to handle some of the larger ships, but apparently not all the larger ships.
2: Yeah, un- unfortunately, I, I, you know, it's probably impossible for anybody to predict how big these ships would get, but the ships we're handling now at our port are up to 14,000 TUs uh, And there's now, uh, in service, uh, 18,000 TU ships, both from 14,000 and beyond. They don't go through the new Panama Canal. So um, it doesn't mean that they won't increase traffic, and it doesn't mean there won't be potential diversion of traffic from the West Coast ports, but it just simply is not the threat that everybody thinks it
0: is. So just for the record, a shipper can choose to deliver goods to Long Beach and then by rail take them, into the central United States, or even to the East Coast, That's right. or go through the Panama Canal and land and dock in New York or East Coast ports, and that they have to do the calculus on cost.
2: They have to do the calculus on cost, but they also have to, you know, from, from a competitive standpoint, we need to make sure that the velocity of our movement of goods from the, from the origin to destination is a superior value proposition than taking it elsewhere. And so our focus as a business is to continue to improve the efficiency of our ports. We don't take anything for
0: granted. And you've had a distinguished career in business, including 20 years at FedEx and and moving FedEx Canada from a small to a, a giant entity. And if we remember anything about FedEx, if it absolutely positively has to be there on time. Yeah.
2: Ours was all about the focus on the entire supply chain and understanding uh, how to speed uh, uh, trade or um, cargo from origin to destination. And I'm applying those same principles here. To us, uh, it's all about the value we create at the port in terms of improving origin to destination shipping, and it's in the entire
0: supply chain, not just the port. It always impressed me, and I, I grew up in an advertising family, but I remember the FedEx commercials. And people would pay a premium to know that that folder would be there at 10 a.m. the next day. you pay a lot of extra money for the certainty of of performance, time-sensitive performance. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, in a sense, the port is time-sensitive performance. It is. Not, not, not
2: on an urgent basis like express delivery is in, in, in the world of transportation. But it is a critical piece because... Whatever we can do to accelerate movement of those containers through our port improves or reduces the cost, really, effectively downstream, because they don't have to rely as much on expedited freight. So if we run like a clock throughout the entire system, then we actually reduce costs and add value into the system.
0: I know it's true with airplanes that they want to unload, clean, and and fill up with new passengers and get out of the airport as quickly as possible. I suppose the same is true of ships. The faster you can unload them and free up that expensive asset to go sail somewhere else, the better it is.
2: Well, the shipping companies make no money sitting at, at, at a dock. Yeah. They make their money on the water. So, yeah. Absolutely right. We have to move those ships
0: in and out as quickly as possible. And of course, the port has continued to lead in environmental issues. I know it's known as the green port, greenest port in the world, cutting-edge stuff, but you also reach out throughout the community in environmental areas. Well, we care very much about,
2: uh, you know, principles of environmental justice. So everything we do is felt by the community. Uh, you know, the, the dramatic reductions in, in air pollution that uh, have been a direct result of our programs and initiatives are felt by the community. And so everything we look forward uh, with uh, involved the community. We constantly interface with the community to understand their concerns and how our
0: programs affect them. And you would think with growth at, say, 5 or 6% a year, which has been, I think, average over the years, sometimes more, you would have more pollution because you're, you're moving more goods, and yet the actual numbers uh, are different.
2: Yeah. Well. That's exactly right, and people don't understand that, you know, this is California, and California is a world leader in making the magic happen on environmental (laughs) sustainability. It is really true. You know, we we have grown this economy. We have reduced our our costs as a state uh, based on, you know, understanding that economic uh, uh, stability and sustainability is one side of the same coin. The other side of the coin is environmental uh, stewardship well
0: i think you've heard of the triple bottom line planet people and profit and uh, so you're walking the walk on that one we are walking the walk and we're known for that and you know what we'll continue to lead out on that and i'm very very proud to be part of it yeah well said and we'll be back with more of our show after these messages I think the dancing started right around the time we got Charter. All of a sudden he's downloading all these music videos and prancing around like some show pony. I even
1: caught him dancing along to musicals on demand. I've never seen him so much as tap his foot.
0: I just didn't get it. And then one day, I did. Get TV, internet and phone for $29.99 each per month. Charter, make way for more. Continuing conversation with John Slangerup, chief executive of the Port of Long Beach. John, thirty thousand jobs are represented by the trade you do each year.
2: Yeah, that's the, the tip of the iceberg. I mean, obviously, the the impact of moving all this volume probably across the country is is probably a million and a half jobs. Wow. But, but regionally, we are a big, big contributor to jobs.
0: Let's talk about the relationship between the port and the city. Uh, there's been uh, some publicity given over the last year or so of uh, disagreements and all of this give us your view of what the relationship should be between the port and the city well what
2: it should be and what it is is the same it is a great relationship we are the city uh, there is no question among our team and the city team that we are one team uh, you know whatever happened in the past was under a different regime okay uh, this is a new day uh, we have a new mayor we have a new port leader we have we have a largely a new city council, and we have the same thing on the other side in L.A. So it's a perfect
0: time. And I know the mayor came three days after he took office to meet with you and the staff of the port to to give that message. We're on the same team.
2: And he shows up frequently. We we are either together or on the phone at least once a week. Really, absolutely, okay. everyone's
0: on the same page. We're on the same page. Okay, let's turn briefly to the new proposed civic center where the port may or may not be a participant. Any comment you'd like to make about the possibility of the port participating in that new civic center complex?
2: Well, we're we're a city enterprise, right? And we want to be part of it. We just need to look at it. We haven't had a chance to review plans, the economics of it. We haven't had a chance to do that yet. So, you know, in the coming weeks, we're going to have a chance to see it, and we will uh, do everything we can to participate in it. Uh, if if it's just not doable, it's not doable. But you know, our attitude is we're part of the
0: city. Yeah. Let's talk about you for a second. You've had a very distinguished career. We mentioned FedEx earlier. You've been with turnaround companies. Um, uh, y- you've been very successful. And and this job, uh, uh, I'm told, uh, 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 may not have competed salary wise with what you otherwise had done, but. You said you wanted to do this because this looks like fun.
2: Well, it's not just fun. It, you know, this work is important. Uh, my ch- this is my chance to, to uh, serve. And uh, frankly, at this point in my career, the chance to do something really important is very appealing. You cannot beat this environment. Large-scale logistics combined with energy and,
0: and, and environmental, yeah. it's perfect for my background. Wonderful. We're so glad to have you Thank as you. part of the team. And we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. Take care of those
2: who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932.
1: There's a world of opportunity available through the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal State Long Beach. Would you like to move ahead in the field of Human Resources and Personnel Management? Sign up for the Human Resources Management Certificate Program. You'll learn how to expand your knowledge and skills and advance in this dynamic industry. For more information, contact the College of Continuing and Professional Education at Cal
0: State Long Beach. I think Long Beach as a city is very fortunate to have a world-class port like the Port of Long Beach as part of our community, generating jobs, uh, creating uh, an international reputation, and uh, providing environmental sensitivity. I think we're very, also very fortunate to have a man of the quality of our guests, John Slangerup, to be leading that port uh, in the challenges ahead. So, John, thank you for coming on to Straight Talk. Thank you for coming to Long Beach, and uh, we wish you well in the challenges ahead. Thanks so much. You know, the welcome has been amazing. What a community
2: Long Beach is. I, I don't think I've ever experienced a city as, as small
0: feeling as this, as big as it is. Well, you know, I'm so glad you said that as an outsider coming in, because I've always felt, and many have always felt, that the right one-sentence description of Long Beach is the biggest small town in America. I agree with that completely. And it has that feeling, that welcoming feeling, and people sense it. Yes. And, uh, you know, New York is New York, where I come from, L.A. is L.A. It has its advantages, but there's nothing quite like Long Beach. And if the past has been great, the future is even greater. I'll that, John. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk
1: is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.